Oh, hey there. Come on in. We're just about to start. Welcome to My Wife the Dietitian, a fun weekly podcast about nutrition and healthy lifestyle. I'm Rob, and together with my wife, Sandra, we invite you to join us on this informative and entertaining journey through the complex world of healthy eating. Join us each week as we strive to help you with transforming your overall health and relationship with food through up-to-date, evidence-based nutrition information. You want to be younger next year? Are you hoping to live a stronger, fitter, and healthier future than you did this year? Numerous studies show a strong relationship between what we eat, our diets, nutrition, and health. But it takes some forethought, planning, and preparation to be intentional about what and how we eat and our daily lifestyle habits. 75% of the North American food supply is processed, and many of our diets have a lot of highly palatable and tasty foods that we end up overeating. Have you heard the term superfoods? It's a trending new term that was doctored up by marketers to help sell their products. Don't be swayed into spending your hard-earned dollars on that latest fad health food product. The superfoods we discuss are foods that your grandmother would recognize. Stay tuned to hear all about why certain foods are super. Enjoying the show? You can help others find it and enjoy it too by giving us a five-star rating or review. If you feel like reaching out to us with a question or comment, you can send us an email at mywifetherd at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit our website at mywifethedietitian.com, as well as our social media pages. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Enjoy the show. Welcome to My Wife the Dietitian. Hello, Sandra. Hey, Rob. We're going to do superfood benefits. Oh, hey, Sandra. And you know what? I think I want to actually ask you some questions about this. Oh, you'd like to do that. <laughs> you like putting me on the spot. I do. I do. Because I think you'll probably probably get almost 100%. Oh, okay. Well, you have faith in me. So let's, uh, let's see what happens. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about 10 superfoods and what the elements or characteristics of a superfood is. But I'm going to quiz you because I kind of want to just get a sense of how much you've been listening over oh, the last year. Here we go. This is like a game. It, it kind of is. Yeah. in the hot seat. Yeah. Okay. I want to ask, I want you to give me an idea of what you think would be superfoods. And then I'm going to go over our list and then we'll talk about the characteristics and see if they match up. So what is a superfood? Well, just, just actually name I want you to name some superfoods. You don't have to say what they are. I'll talk about that. Okay. Um, spinach. Okay. Are you checking your list? No. Oh, okay. So you want me to just give you the name of some things that I think are superfoods? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So spinach. I will. How many do you want? Ten. Ten. Oh my gosh. Um, holy. And they can be from any like anything. Across the board? Mm-hmm. Okay. Spinach. I'm going to say avocados, eggs. Uh, what else? Think of your breakfast. Oh, oats. 
nuts and seeds. I bet things like uh, flax seeds, maybe olive oil. Um, what else would there be? Broccoli probably is a superfood. Um, beans, legumes. Wow, I think Cho- I- chocolate's got to be on there, and cheese. <laughs> cheese is definitely a superfood. <laughs> That's hilarious. And red wine. <laughs> okay. Must All right. Be. Okay. So that's really good. You said spinach, avocado, eggs, oatmeal, nuts and seed, flax, olive oil, broccoli, beans and legumes, chocolate, cheese, and red wine. You know what would be kind of interesting is if I was in, this is like a game show and I'm like sitting in this seat that's like a, like a catapult. And if I get like a certain number right, they don't pull the like the catapult thing. They don't release it. But if I get them wrong, then I get like, I get hucked <laughs> so in, into oblivion. Oh, that's awesome. So here I am sitting, waiting to see how I've done. Yeah, I didn't see, I didn't hear you say Twinkies or donuts, Danishes. No, I don't. Um, I don't think those are superfoods, though. <laughs> not, not in my, uh, not in my life. Okay. Maybe, maybe someone else's uh, routine. They're, they're super. Yes. Well, I had a donut the other day, though. Yeah, well, yeah. that's good. All foods fit. I mean, we're not saying that you have to only eat these superfoods, but a good proportion of your daily intake could be these foods, and then that will help protect you with aging and improve longevity with good quality of life mm-hmm. and it could help prevent diabetes obesity you know metabolic changes all those things yeah exactly so it's definitely there's no single food that can provide all the necessary nutrients there's a wide range of nutrient rich foods as part of a lifestyle but when we talk about superfoods what the elements are or characteristics of the superfood are they have certain criteria. Okay. Okay. And I, you touched on many. And actually, I would say that you probably, I think you said 12 and I think you got 10. Oh, well then. Yeah. That are on my list. So I did okay. I'm not getting, I'm not getting, uh, I'm not getting lofted Catapulted. here. Catapulted. No, yeah. exactly. It, exactly. Yeah. So that's awesome. You know, we talked about the mind diet in episode 14 and a lot of the elements, there's 12, actually 10 foods in the mind diet and that you could include during the week. And these are all kind of similar foods that we're talking about, the superfoods. Right. I could have said berries. I'm just thinking that. I I didn't get into any fruit, did I? Well, other than avocado. That's right. Yes, and it is a fruit. We that's did a just, whole episode on avocado, didn't that we? That's sort of green, confusing one. And that's also, we talked about avocado in the homemade smoothies. Oh, yeah. We talk about that a lot. Yeah. Because it's, it's a superfood. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, you got it. You know, it's funny. You got, so do you want to talk about the characteristics of a superfood or do you want to talk about the actual superfoods? I do Let's want, do the characteristics. Sure. Okay. Okay. okay so... With the characteristics, you did say something that was green, two things that were green, which is good because, you know, in the mind diet, green leafy vegetables, Mm -hmm. and it's partly because of the, it's cruciferous. Remember the cruciferous vegetables? Mm -hmm. It's uh, the cruciferous comes from the cross in the plant. 
Right. And so that's why it's called a cruciferous. So what are some cruciferous vegetables? Uh, well, there's the obvious ones like broccoli, cauliflower. Yeah. I think cabbage is cruciferous. Yes. And yes. you told me arugula was. Yes. Which I, I didn't realize that, but that's awesome because I love arugula. Oh, good. Um, more than cauliflower. Yeah. Although the, the orange cauliflower sounded interesting. We might have to try that. And there's one that's got, we had it in the food box and I didn't know what it was. And it's got partly your name in it. Oh, a kohlrabi. <laughs> is that, which part of that is my name? Robbie. Robbie. I think it's Rabbi. <laughs> well, when you were but little. When Robbie. I was little. That's right. My American neighbor called me Rabbi. <laughs> kohlrabi. <laughs> cool Robbie. That's funny. Oh, there you go. Cool Robbie. So that's one oh, you could name. like. Cruciferous? Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. And then Brussels sprouts and kale and mustard seeds, bok choy, rutabaga, turnip. Those are all cruciferous. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. And they actually, one of those is on a superfood and, um, but you could really interchange them. You know what I mean? Like if you do not like broccoli, cause that's the superfood one that I put on my list. Oh, it was on mine too. Yeah, exactly. You got that one right. Oh, I got that, baby. Yay. That's so good. And the thing is, there's this, and we'll talk about, well, actually, we're interviewing Amanda Archibald, who's a dietitian. Her specialty is in nutrigenomics. And I went to a webinar with her, and she was talking about how, you know, that the taste, like the smell of sulfur compounds? Mm-hmm. Well, it's an inherited trait, the acceptance or rejection of those aromas and tastes of the sulfur compounds. So like the broccoli or... You mean whether you think it smells good or not? That's inherited? And taste. Really? Yeah. Oh, weird. So you can have a gene that actually affects how you accept them. So that's why a lot of kids don't like them. You know, sometimes like you, the radishes, you do not like radishes where I love radishes. Yeah. So it's a similar... Um, so I wonder what our kids will be then. If it's... Are you saying it's genetic? Like It's, it's not pro- like it's not like set in stone that, okay, forever you won't like broccoli, but there is this tendency to be more turned off of it. And you can overcome that by having broccoli in different forms, like mm-hmm. broccoli soup and, you know, frozen broccoli yeah, sometimes yeah. isn't as aromatic or, or raw broccoli with in a dip spinach dip or something. Right, right. So anyways, it's interesting. And part of that is they also have the sulfuraphranes and indols, which are antioxidants, polyphenols, like there's those phytochemicals that are so important for our health. What about isothiocyanates? Do they come in there exactly. at all? Yes. Oh, they... look at me. Holy. Well, that just blew you wow, away, didn't it? that was like, what? Where, where did that come from? I remember doing, remember we talked well, about I that? When you I... said indoles, because you always said, you said that in one of our episodes and you kept saying that. And I was like, how do you say that word without like stuttering? The isothiocyanates. So yeah, you just like rolled off your tongue so many times. <laughs> I was so impressed. So then I just, I remembered it. That was episode five. We did cancer prevention. Was it that long ago? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. It was one of the originals. And it's partly because I had to do a, we were doing a um, class at the um, university here on the island, oh, right. UVic. And we, the team of us from the cancer agency were teaching people about cancer prevention and so we were talking about nutrition and we we're talking about different components in the food. And that was part of it, the phytochemicals and explaining to people 
the different phytochemicals, the polyphenols and the sulfurafranes and the isothiocyanates and the indols and all of those polyphenols I mentioned, I think, already. Those are all really important for cancer prevention. Crazy. Yeah. So that's one characteristic. The next characteristic is that antioxidant. So with, you mentioned the broccoli, so that does have some antioxidants in it. And also garlic is on my list. Oh, right. Of course. Yeah. And that also have the sulfur compounds and blueberries. So right. you did say blueberries or you said berries after, and it doesn't have to be the blueberry. It could be other berries too, like um, blackberries, raspberries, strawberries, dark cherries, all of those have the polyphenols, which we want, those bright color, the dark, the purple, the blue color, those are really, and the red. Right, right. Those are all like the lycopene, really important for our cancer prevention. So anti-cancer, they're antioxidants, anti-inflammatory. So all those important things. Right on. And fiber is so huge. Yeah. That's a huge characteristic of a lot of, most of the 10 superfoods, fiber, fiber, mm -hmm. fiber. We know that 95% of the population is not getting enough fiber. We know that through evidence, like research and, you know, different surveys through populations. So that's a big one. And episode 17, we talked all about fiber. What's the poop scoop? <laughs> What's the scoop poop? There we go. Thank you. Yeah, sorry. It didn't sound right. <laughs> it did not sound right. Yeah. And the thing, you know, colon cancer is one of the most common cancers in North America. And really? yeah, it really is. And so the thing with colon cancer, there is a huge lifestyle link. Typically what the diet is showing is high red meat, processed meat, you know, like cured meats, bologna, salami, those types of of meats right. and too much red meat and not enough vegetables and fruits. So that's a big part of it. And the thing is too much fat in the diet means too much time in the colon. Oh, because it takes longer to process. And, exactly. And get it. Oh. it sits around. And so when we have more fiber, that shortens the transit time of food in the gut. So it helps to go through faster and then that helps to keep your gut moving. Keep you, the You got to be like a deer. You ever watch a deer eat? It's <laughs> it's literally going in one out in one end and out the other. Like literally. It's it's really interesting to watch. It's just like this fast process. It's it's crazy. That is funny. That's yeah, and then you think of um I mean And there's all fiber, right? They're I, just eating leaves just and grass say. and munching on our trees and and all that kind of stuff, so. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because uh, cancer of the colon is primarily a disease of economically developed countries, so wealthy countries. Well, that makes sense, yeah. Who can afford meat and and nicer processed kind of foods? You're not eating just, yeah. And that actually is kind of the reason, like, we know that there's not enough fiber, that people aren't eating enough fiber. And so you're eating more of those richer foods and higher fat foods, the meats and all that. And then not getting enough vegetables and fruits and fiber to help with keeping the, the food going through the, the system. Hmm. So is genetics or lifestyle to blame? Uh, it sounds like a lifestyle more so. 
Yeah, it's interesting because you observe the incidence among those who move from a country with very low amount of colon cancer to another area with high numbers of the disease. And if it's primarily genetic, then moving from one place to another would not affect the risk. Exactly. But it's highly linked to lifestyle. And so then where you live and what you eat will change the risk. And what they show is Japan has a low incidence of colon cancer compared to the U.S. Right. And North America. But when Japanese immigrants move to the U.S., their first and second generations have a significantly higher rate of the disease. Oh, interesting. And well, that makes sense. Yeah. And it's been observed also among Polish immigrants to Australia or to the U.S. And diet's a major part of the new lifestyle, and it's definitely a suspect for colon cancer. Hmm. Wow. Well, it's, it's nice when the stats kind of back up the, the theories, you know. And that yeah. seems to be the case there. Wow, that's pretty black and white. Yeah. So you know what the solution is? Like, we do need fat in our diet, right? Well, healthy fat. Exactly. Yeah. So phytofats, so plant fats. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So fiber-rich fat in plant foods. Does that make sense? Fiber-rich plants. Say fiber-rich fat in, in plant, plant foods. foods. Yeah. And you mentioned one. Well, avocado. Exactly. It's yeah. so high in fiber. What are some other ones? Well, it's nuts and seeds, exactly. I guess, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. There we go. Flax seeds. All yes. Your, all your olives. different nuts. Oh, right. Olives. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they hasten the food through the colon, and this deters the carcinogenesis in the GI tract. So it, it deters the cancer, the cancer cells from multiplying because you're it's getting moving. exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. Interesting. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting, and you know because we aren't getting enough fiber in general, the population, it is really affecting our rates of colon cancer. And also it affects, you know, if we're eating too much meats and sa saturated fatty acids, so saturated fats from animal foods, that increases our risk of cardiovascular disease, of colon cancer, of all those things. Hmm. So that's why avocado is a superfood and you had that right. Yeah, there you go. Avocado and you did mention flax. That's a big one too. So flax and chia is in that category. Right. So flax, chia, and what's the other one? Hemp. Yeah. So those ones are all kind of in the similar category because they do give us those phyto fats, those fibers and plant fats. And they have a little bit of protein too. And then you did mention oats, which oats and quinoa kind of back and forth. I was like debating which one to add. I think oats are more acceptable like people like to eat oats a bit more than quinoa a little more common yeah, a bit yeah more common exactly and it you know you think of the hardy races that uh you know <laughs> it, it was a staple in the scottish highlanders oats oh yeah absolutely and you think of what like braveheart yeah they they had some stamina those guys right, right. doing their thing and they're, they're maybe the kilt though maybe there's something to do with that too that added some <laughs> you're I funny don't, I don't know. <laughs> you're so funny the zoats and the zoats there was only one scotch porridge oats yeah oats are just excellent because they're loaded with you think of all the good things that are you know fiber and b vitamins and magnesium and zinc and 
All those things. Oh, yeah. We talked those, about all those, those things. Vitamin E. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So those, so oats is on the list too. And did we mention salmon? Because that was actually oh my gosh. right up there. That should be right up there. Did you say that? If you'd given me longer, I felt like kind of under pressure. Okay. That's okay. Okay. But that's yeah, the one you did miss. The omega-3 rich salmon. I would have got there, I think, eventually. That's okay. That's why the characteristic is the omega-3 fatty acid. And you think, you know, we've talked to Doug Cook all about brain health, and that was episode 95. Right. And those healthy omega-3s are good for your brain. That's right. So sardines is another one. Herring. Remember the smash? Mm-hmm. I do. Oh, you want me to say it again? Yeah. Sardines, uh, SM, uh, mackerel, anchovies, salmon, and herring. You got it. Those are the fatty fish with the high level of omega-3 can help reduce your risk of stroke and heart attack. You know, we know that the brain is 60% fat and a fifth of that is essential that we cannot, it can't be made in our body, in our system. So we need to eat the omega-3s. There's so many people I talk to every single day that do not like fish, don't eat seafood, and they're just not taking a fish oil. They're not getting omega-3s. You know, you can get a little bit from your flax, but you need to get a fish oil or a algae oil as if you're vegan. Yeah, exactly. You need that. We've heard that from a few different people. So that's, uh, that's definitely a big one. Yeah. And we know over the past century that the rates of depression have skyrocketed. And the same period, there's been a marked change in the intake of fatty acids with more saturated fats, less polyunsaturated fats. And this is connected with the not enough omega-3s. Oh, there you go. That makes sense. Yeah. And so it does actually... There's uh, some countries that the level, they have a high level of fish in their diet and they have lower levels of depression. Oh, crazy. So that's why omega-3 fatty acids are a superfood. So food, sorry, that's the nutrient, but it comes from fish. So fatty fish, salmon, like the ones you mentioned, right? That is right. Okay, let's see. And you said, so spinach is in the same category as the cruciferous and of the broccoli, the green leafy. And beans, so that's another one. Black beans, chickpeas, lentils, pinto beans. Again, they fit in the fiber and they give you the polyphenols, especially if it's a really, you know, the black beans have that dark color. Mm -hmm. So that's another antioxidant and anti-inflammatory food. So really important to include the beans. And we know that people are not eating enough beans and legumes in the week. Right, right. So, and that contributes to the, the, the lower rates of fiber too. Because yeah. they give you a lot of fiber. So got it's kind it. of a win-win if you start eating beans and legumes. In place of red meat more often. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. if the high levels of saturated fats from mm -hmm. the meats, and that's contributing to higher levels of colon cancer, right. if you shift that balance and have more beans, legumes. Mm-hmm. That helps give you fiber. It gives you a plant-based protein. It helps to move the, you know, I hate to talk about this, but it's part of life is helps to move, you know, increase the transit of the stool through the gut and the bowel mm -hmm. because that helps to keep your pipes clean. Keep those pipes clean. The fiber is key, key. We're almost at the end. I don't know, are we? 
we are yogurt. Oh, of course. Yogurt. Yeah. I like yogurt. Yeah. It's a really good source of calcium, a very absorbable way to get our calcium. Mm -hmm. It's fermented. It's got the good bacteria, the lactobacillus. and the. Does every yogurt have that? Yes. Even like the, the super culture. sweet, like kids flavored yogurt kind of, <laughs> you know, well, kid friendly, <laughs> you know, you super mean. sugary yeah. flavored yogurt. Yeah. Well, that's... that's the whole point too, eh? It's uh, eating healthy foods that if they're prepared in an unhealthy way or, you know, have tons of added sweeteners and sugars, or if they're not yogurt deep fried, but if the fish is deep fried, it kind of negates the good benefits. So they don't have the same benefit. So the yogurt, it's better to have plain yogurt. Right. So that you're not getting all the extra flavorings and sweeteners and all that. Because when you have that type of yogurt, it's not a superfood anymore. But is it better to have that type of yogurt than no yogurt? Yes. Okay. But yeah. that's not an excuse. No, I agree. <laughs> I'm just I'm just curious if it, when you said it negates it, I'm just thinking, well, does it mean it's... It's not healthy anymore. I mean, it's not healthy because of the sugar, but it's still got some benefits in it. Yeah. So. I, I mean, hopefully it's a transition where you're moving towards using plain yogurt. Well, you use plain yogurt and you add your own flavoring. Yeah. Like berries. Exactly. And then you're getting so many more. There's way more protein in plain yogurt too. Yeah. Well, Greek yogurt, I guess. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah I mean, if you look at the label on yogurt, I didn't, I was eating that flavored yogurt for years because I loved it mm -hmm. and I would eat buckets of it. And then I looked at the label one day and I'm like, oh my God, there's so much sugar in it. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I just thought, oh, it's yogurt. It's good for you. I looked at the label and yeah, that changed my mind pretty quick. It makes a difference, eh? Oh, it's big huge. time. Yeah. Because yeah. what are you putting in your body, right? Like it's... Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, if, like you said, if that's the only yogurt you're going to take, but maybe it's a transition, maybe aim for eventually having the plain yogurt because it is healthier and mm -hmm. it's better for you and or just mix and match yeah exactly. you know like have half half plain half flavored and then you're the, the the entire quantity isn't all just the super sugary stuff yeah and that's actually a good strategy for people that only eat instant oatmeal because maybe put oh, same, yeah. a little bit of the instant with your just regular the oats. minute oats yeah and then so you're getting a bit of the flavor, but not so much of the sugar. And then you can kind of transition to just using the the instant oats, or like, sorry, the oats. Once you've got, well, yeah, we keep saying the wrong thing. Once you're used to eating regular oatmeal and you have a bowl of instant oatmeal, you'll think it's disgusting. It's just so sweet and sugary and fake tasting. And so, yeah, make make the switch. There's only one Scott's Porridge Oats. You got it's it. It's worth it. Yes, yes. I think we covered everything. Um, it's a pretty good list. It is a good list. And so the elements and characteristics are the cruciferous, the antioxidants, the polyphenols, the omega-3 fatty acids, green leafy, probi or sorry, yeah, probiotics, calcium, protein, fiber, and rich in vitamins and minerals and have plant fats, the phytofats. So the 10 superfoods that we talked about, but they are more like categories, are broccoli, salmon, black beans, avocado, flax, flaxseed, ground flaxseed, garlic, sweet potato, yogurt, 
blueberries, and oats. Yep. Sounds like our kitchen. And I think we forgot about sweet potatoes, but we have a whole episode just two episodes ago all about orange foods, and it talks all about the importance of the beta carotene for skin health, immune health, eye health, and it's such a sweet and easy to eat food. So incorporate more of those sweet potatoes. Exactly. And all the dark orange vegetables. Yeah. And oranges work too. Someone asked, what about oranges? And yeah, they are included in the orange. They give you more vitamin C, like really good level of vitamin C. And the limolines too, like they have really important elements. Oranges, like an orange, not orange juice per se, because you're getting so much sugar in one cup of orange juice, but a raw orange. But it doesn't have beta carotene. Is that why we didn't have it on the list? Yeah, we're focusing more on the beta carotene fresh foods, but it does include, like I do definitely say, eat your oranges. Yeah. Awesome. So there you go. That is Superfoods 101. Good job, Rob. You got uh, 100% there. Well, 98 because you didn't get the salmon. Well, that's pretty good. I didn't get launched. (laughs) No, you didn't. Thank goodness. It's It's like those chairs at the fair where you're sitting on it. The, the dunk chair. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking of, okay, like, yeah. more of that. But. I, mean, I was thinking of like the, the old school Roman version where they like <laughs> launch you into the sea. Oh, wow. It's probably where that chair, the, the idea of that came from. It was, just, it was just like modernized a bit. It reminds me of the Highland Games, like the Scottish Highlands, right? And the... Yeah, the I catapult. Yeah. Catapult your enemy out there. Exactly. Yeah, no, good job. That's awesome. And uh, I hope people can incorporate more of those superfoods because they have so many benefits for our health and nutrition. Exactly. And yeah. There you go. So yeah, visit us on our social media. We love to see you guys out there. Uh, We're on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, Leave us a comment. Leave us a like, a check mark, a five star, uh, um, however it works. Just uh, let us know what you think. Yeah. And uh, I think we mentioned earlier, we're working on our first private podcast audio course, Self-Care Nutrition Blueprint for Nurses. And this is based on multiple requests from different people I work with. And the course will cover questions like, how can I maintain energy levels during long shifts? What are practical and healthy meal options for busy schedules? How can I manage stress and avoid emotional eating? What dietary habits can support a strong immune system? What about supplements? And how can I incorporate physical activity into my busy schedule? So those are some of the topics that we'll be covering in this audio course, private podcast. Yeah, we'll keep you posted on that when uh, it gets a bit closer to its release date. But it should be in the next uh, three or four weeks. And they're super uh, convenient because you don't have to log in or watch a screen. You can just put the earbuds in and listen on the go. So it's very time saving. And it just you can, you know, put it in your car or listen while you're on a walk or doing laundry or cooking. And you don't actually have to take more time out of your busy schedule to do this course for nurses. Exactly. There you go. We will have information on our website about that. And there's always other interesting things on the website that you can check out as well. In the meantime, we've got lots of blogs and uh, different odds and ends on there. So visit us there. 
leave us a message. You can send us an email too. That's another way to get in touch with us if you have questions or comments. Uh, the email is mywifetherd at gmail.com. And our website is mywifethedietitian.com. And I'm still interested to hear if people were able to incorporate those dark orange vegetables in their week after we did that episode about dark orange vegetables. Yeah, and superfoods. Let us know how that uh, worked out for you. Maybe you're already incorporating them, but let us know if, uh, if this episode has changed anything for you. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today. Uh, be sure to join us again on Wednesday for our Nutrition Nuggets, and we will uh, talk to you all soon. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for joining us today on My Wife the Dietitian. If you like what you heard, don't be shy. Leave us a comment or review, and be sure to share our podcast with your friends. If you'd like to hear more, hit that subscribe button. You can also follow us on our social media pages for updates, episode trailers, and other odds and ends. For more info and links on what we discussed on today's episode, check the show notes. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun-filled episode. Thank you.